Hey, Sam. Yes? Do you ever think that music was better? When? When you were young. I'm still young. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of people do. (laughs) So that's a podcast that we're doing. Yeah, it is. Because people think music was better when they were young, like you. Yeah. Everyone's like, music was better when I was 32. Now I'm 60 and sad. I was thinking more like their teen years. 30 teen too. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is our podcast. Welcome. My name is Vince. I'm Sam. This is Music Was Better, a podcast where we listen to songs, talk about songs, and people's insane connections to those songs. Found on YouTube comments. Yes. Via YouTube comments. Which, you know, the sanest people leave comments on YouTube videos. Yeah, apparently people on YouTube think that uh, no one is reading their comments. So they just say their deepest, darkest secrets. Or they think everybody's reading them. Like, I remember I danced with Josh to this. Josh, if you're still out there, I hope you're living a great life. Also, Josh died in Iraq in 2003. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get to that, of course. Uh, So for our first episode, what better way to start than with uh, the band that was Sam's very first concert in her life. Yeah, baby. One of the greatest rock bands of all time. Sticks. Sticks. Any uh, particular memories of seeing Sticks live? Yeah, it was my first concert. It was at Summerfest. It was at the... Stage that doesn't exist anymore, which was the best stage, the classic rock stage. Um, We were way in the back. I went with my parents and my sister, and there was a guy wearing a basketball jersey standing right in front of me the whole time. He also had glasses, and the name on the jersey said Duncan, so I called him Duncan the whole time. I said, Duncan, down in front. And I have a picture of me with the back of Duncan's back. So this is what a YouTube comment would be <laughs> Duncan, if you're out there. Well, so I guess that's a show. Uh, let's get into it. Let's do it, baby. Fooling Yourself, parentheses, The Angry Young Man, is the second single released from Styx's The Grand Illusion 1977 album. The single peaked at number 29 in April 1978 on the Billboard Hot 100 pop chart. It only got, this only got to number 29. Yes, behind um, the Bee Gees. Every song Uh, by the Bee Gees. Every song ever by the Bee Gees. Yeah, number one through number 28 was the Bee Gees. Styx were like up against... The man, so they became the angry young man. Correct. Damn. I would be angry, too. Damn, this song is layers. (laughs) The song is about trying to get laid in the disco era when the Bee Gees exist. You're fooling yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You can't believe it. Uh, Sixth guitarist Tommy Shaw wrote this song, Mm. which was in part a message to his bandmate, Dennis DeYoung. Is he a hottie? 
Uh, I mean, is Tommy flipping Shaw? Yeah, true that, I guess. I, I don't know the rest <laughs> of the story. So. Dennis DeYoung hated touring and often seemed miserable. Said Shaw, in a way, that song was from me to Dennis. <laughs> the seeds of discontent had started to take over on the road. The rest of us were all really happy at the time. But Dennis wasn't getting quite the same joy. I was trying to tell him there was all this great stuff going on and to enjoy it more. It was inf- it was frustrating to see someone so talented and loved, but not getting more out of the experience. Whether or not he understood, I don't know. It was fairly subtle. Okay, so this is the 70s easing into the 80s? 1978, yes. So Dennis... Dennis didn't get high from cocaine the way that Tommy Shaw <laughs> and the rest of the band did. That's uh, quite po- quite possible, quite possible. Or maybe uh, like Dennis is just a buzzkill who's just like, I want to sing about robots. <laughs> I think the real the real issue here is, uh, okay, let's say I'm writing a song about my bandmate, bandmate who's like my same age, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you're an angry young man. <laughs> but... I'm writing this, but you have to fucking sing it every night on tour. Whether or not you understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's subtle. And guess what? If you think you're not going to sing it, you're fooling yourself. (laughs) Damn, I'm good. Tommy Shaw said to himself. (laughs) Hey, we can keep saying it. Shaw would later downplay the DeYoung connection and say that he realized the song could also imply to himself. As Damn. he could be cynical at times. Mm. Why must he be such a cynical man? Couldn't we all? On May 16th, 1983, a 24-year-old man named Robert Wicks, who had been fired from his job as a teacher's aide, took hostages at Brentwood oh. Junior High School in New York before killing himself inside of a classroom. During hostage <laughs> negotiations... He used the local radio station, WBLI, as a pulpit, having them read an angry message and play the song, which the station did. Wicks ordered the song, dedicated to his brother and parents. Wicks had requested other songs earlier in the negotiation, including Penny Lane and Angie. Angie! The station played in return for the release of a hostage each time. Fooling Yourself was the last song played before he killed himself. Wicks clearly didn't heed the song's message, which assures the angry young man that he has a lot to live for. Your future looks quite bright to me. Bright by the, like, shot of the gun. Isn't there, like, a... Yikes. yikes Sorry, I mean, dark. in, like, cartoons, it always, like, no, has it, the light. That's, it's in real life, too. <laughs> um, it's, an wow. ex- it's an explosive. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little dark. I'm, I'm questioning why I put that in here now. Uh, I mean, sorry, Robert, and, well, sorry, the hostages. They all made it out, though, right? Except for him? Correct. Uh, maybe maybe some of them commented on this. The song I fucking hate, I'll never listen to it again. <laughs> so uh, let's get to the comments. So that's what uh, Song Facts on Wikipedia have to say about the song. Let's see what the people of this planet have to say about it adam burling says 
Whoever disliked this is fooling themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Explosion noise. <laughs> Boom. That's what Robert Wicks heard. Comments <laughs> over with. Thank you, Adam. Katie says, you know why kids are more depressed today than the previous generations? Why, Katie? It's because they don't listen to Sticks. This is one of the most uplifting songs I've ever heard. Hey, tell that to Robert Wicks. (laughs) Guess what, Katie? (laughs) Sticks was the first concert I ever went to in. Antidepressants. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, Katie, fiddly. (laughs) Paula Sabrusla says, Every single young person needs to hear this. For so many reasons. Name one. Name one. Name one. Uh, when you when you say for so many reasons, that means you can't think of one, but you, yeah. you think there's one. I think of maybe like the synth is like amazing. Hey, don't do her work for her. Don't do her okay. homework for her. I mean, she. does YouTube not allow you to see downvotes anymore? Or does she truly just have 276 upvotes? Yeah. 276 upvotes and no downvotes. Dislikes. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Wow. Good for you, Paula. Libby girl. We are such fragile beings being blown about by some celestial force. Mm -hmm. Styx was a true mystic in a sea of generational snake oil performers. (laughs) Love them. Thank you for being the soundtrack of my childhood. Libby girl. Libby girl. Libby girl definitely has um like those crystals in her house. She definitely yeah. she definitely bathes with her crystals. No, she's deep in an MLM for like essential oil crystals. No judgment, Libby girl. And like also like Styx was a true mystic in a sea. Like there's there's a good metaphor in there. It's like it's a the river Styx. So you know that leads whoa. to. Hades? So wait, who are the snake oil performers? That's the BG. You know what? It is a BG. Is it Rubicon? <laughs> it is. Four forty four. Holy God! To be able to just toss out a solo like that casually, like it's nothing, since day one, it sounds like if there are angels. This must be the soaring music they enjoy in heaven. Imagine the first time going back and hearing what you played right there. I've had to pull the Carlo over to absorb this solo without getting in an accident. I can hardly see to type. And how does Tommy Shaw's voice still have exactly the same pure quality and tone now, 35 years later? Damn, Sticks is cool. So did they? (laughs) You can hardly see the type. I don't know if you should be driving. Yeah, like, did you did you pull over to write this comment? (laughs) I am very confused. (laughs) Or it's just happened multiple times, where it's like, or they're like writing this when they're like really drunk. Like, I can hardly see the type. (laughs) Anytime this fucking comes on. W-D-O-G, the dog. I can hardly see. I have to pull over to type a comment. 123 people give that a thumbs up as of this, eight, this eight, time. And he wrote that, eight, or they wrote that eight years ago. So That's like, um, what 35 was that? years later. So eight years ago would have been 35 years later. 
Wow. That's crazy. Lillian Rocks says, This song reminds me of a guy friend from high school. He had so much potential, but was very negative and pushed people away. He wore this mask of anger and sarcasm when really he was very sweet behind the scenes. Good song to jam out to. <laughs> By the way, I uh, I went to high school with Lillian Rocks. So I wonder what she's talking about. <laughs> Imagine being friend zoned in a YouTube comment on a stick song. This guy, this song reminds me of a guy friend from high school. He had so much potential, but he was just a friend. Hey, that's a good song to jam out to. Hey, with your guy friend. And he's only a friend. Nothing more. I want to read some more Lillian's comments. Like, she writes it on Dust in the Wind. This reminds me of my friend who died. Good song to jam out to, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Michael Gokey, six years ago, said, My high school sweetheart loved sticks. I was in my hairband and metal phase, so I didn't get to really appreciate how good they were until some years later. I still love my 80s metal. But now, I love bands like this as well. Great sound, great vocals. Did I ever tell you about my high school boyfriend named Michael Goki? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I. I mean, I know like Six is like kind of funny, like kind of funny band. You Cause, shut the just cause, fuck up. But they're like really good, and their music's pretty hard too. I guess like hard, but like ballads at the same time right but to be like and like they change to be like i like the, poison the, but i don't like sticks there's like <laughs> there's like a fucking very thin line between love and sticks sticks and poison you know there's a there's very a thin, thin line, line between love and hate and, and sticks and poison and rock of love yeah yeah i would like to see uh tommy shaw and rock of love it'd be called going down the river sticks to love cock of love robot of love no, Dennis DeYoung has the... Dennis DeYoung of love. Trademarks on all of that, so they can't use any of that. <laughs> Fooling yourself if you think we're going to stay together. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, babe. Here's J- JK. <laughs> Here's a okay. somewhat recent comment from Gerd Jeff 10 months ago. <laughs> from who? Gerd Jeff. <laughs> I told a friend that this song was a masterpiece. He compared it to stuff like Bach and Beethoven <laughs> and told him <laughs> Beethoven. The music of Ludwig von Beethoven. And told him they're not at all in the same category. He was disagreeing with me. Said it was just an average song. Average? The changes, the progression, the storytelling, the positive message, the arrangements, etc., etc. It's virtually flawless. Made by real musicians with real instruments. That stuff isn't done today. Today's music is truly just another product. Like the TV or a cell phone or a car made with one purpose in mind. To make money! That is never how art should be created. Never! This is why most of it sucks. This song is blissful and timeless. Five centuries from now, it will be still... Be uplifting (laughs) to people's souls and bringing happiness to numerous lives. It is pure, it is beautiful, and it is a masterpiece. Gerd Jeff, out!
Good job. If you're ever wondering, like, why we started this podcast, I think I just read, like, the perfect comment to explain it. I wish I was as passionate about anything in my life as Gurdjieff is about <laughs> you're fooling yourself, yourself, parentheses, parentheses angry young man. man, and parentheses, Gurdjieff out. Thank you for that wonderful comment. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. That's our comment of the week. Maybe. I don't know. That's the thing. Of forever. We could do. Maybe. Of forever. Yeah. Try. Everything is Th- we to just, make money. We just set the bar for this podcast. Yeah. And everything happens after hey, this has got to meet this bar. If you want to make a comment on a YouTube video, you better make it by a real commenter on a real YouTube video. That stuff isn't done today. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from David Alcatraz. <laughs> David Alcatraz? <laughs> this is the anthem for all my lost 20-somethings out there. Keep on moving forward. Don't fool yourself. We all figure it out eventually. Uh, what are the odds on that David Alcaraz is in his 20s? Yes, he's he's like uh, trying to meet <laughs> singles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a on YouTube. Stories. On YouTube comments. <laughs> Don't fool yourself. I'm I'm good enough for you. Yeah, I'm also twenty something. You're not plus a ten. 20. Neither am I. So let's get together. <laughs> I'm maybe twenty plus ten plus ten. Blue Catkey. This song. <laughs> this song gave me comfort during the eighties when I was going through my own quote angry young man phase in life and felt like giving up. Aww. Damn. All right. Yeah. Okay. Too depressing. Yeah. Too depressing. Move on. Connor Noble. My mom said this song was about me. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I know she's being hyperbolic, but it helped me realize that music can sometimes put into words the things we so often have a hard time saying ourselves. Just like this comment. I promise that I'm going to realize my potential, Mom. <laughs> I'm working hard, and when I reach the end of my journey, uh-huh. I'll have your support and my own hard work to think. I love you. Is he, like, going <laughs> to... You, you know, shoot up something. You know how, like, when you're at work and you have a meeting and it could have been an email? Yeah. This could have been an email <laughs> to your mom, Connor. Yeah. Connor, does your mom regularly scroll comments <laughs> on Sticks YouTube videos? She, I got to get on that Sticks Vivo. She, Maybe Connor commented on it. Finally. She has notifications set up for Connor's YouTube comments. <laughs> She's like, man, he's really horny for this anime girl. But this sticks comment. Oh my god, he mentioned me. I believe in him. Love restored. LGH 2000, nine years ago. Got one like. (laughs) (laughs) Always good for inspiration. I'm a teacher struggling with some things. Then I heard this at the gym and pushed myself harder. Damn near teared up. This song continues to inspire. Forward the positivity by keeping the comments here uplifting. Yeah, Connor, fuck off about your mom. <laughs> I'm at the gym trying to fucking press, bro. <laughs> LJH also like a used to know a girl named Lillian Rocks, maybe, I don't know. Uh, eight months ago, Patrick Ellis. I remember the first time I heard this song. I was 17. OTW to work. On the way. On the way to work with my dad. I was in a bad mood that morning. (laughs) Rides to work with my dad were always quiet. We didn't talk much. 
But when this song came on the radio, he just turned it up. And I appreciate it a little bit more each time I think of it. <laughs> oh, your dad fucking hates you, <laughs> yeah. Patrick. Hey, Patrick, this could have been a therapy appointment, mm-hmm. buddy. Sorry your dad didn't talk to you when you were 17. And you're, by the way, your dad thought he was the angry young man and like, why did I ever have a fucking kid named Patrick Ellis? Also, why isn't he in school? He's only 17. Yeah. Where are you working? (laughs) Where are you working? (laughs) Sorry, Patrick. Or not. Okay, continuing on our sticks tip, we're going with Miss America. Is this one of your favorites, Sam? It is did they, me. Did they, play well, did they play this at your concert? I don't know. But I said it is me, but not anymore because America. <laughs> it used to be me. Miss America is, well, a, is a sweet. Maybe you, got, you know that? Maybe, maybe got it wrong. Maybe you got a it wrong. Sweet. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm Sticks ready. I'm guitarist. Ready. James Young wrote Wait, this song and thought, sang lead vocals. The guitarist was Tommy Shaw. I think they have two guitars. You can't have more than one guitarist. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Uh, James J- Young. James right. Young wrote this song and sang lead vocals. He wrote it about his wife, Susie, who suffered Aww. a rare, incurable condition called porphyria. It's a love song, but not a typical one, as Young delivers a snarling lyric with lines like, Does that smile seem to wear you down? She is his Miss America, and he is singing about her struggle. Most overtly in the line, this dream that you must live, a disease for which there is no cure. Oh, Mr. Kine. <laughs> this song is often interpreted as a gritty send-up of the Miss America pageant. Yeah. Taking aim at the shallow and exploitive production that casts aside the winner as soon as someone new takes her crown. While the pageant does frame the metaphor, it is not what the song is about. Did well, you, that's you... very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> this song is very misleading, but I'm glad we're reading this. James Young was sometimes cast as a misogynist for his work on this song, thanks largely to the Rolling Stone review of The Grand Illusion, in which Joe Fernbacher wrote, Miss America simply reeks of misogynistic misdirection. What Styx thinks is a compliance with current feminist fashion turns out to be nothing more than a spiteful acquiescence to sexual bigotry and impotence. You really have- I'm, I'm going to find Joe Fernbacher <laughs> on Twitter right now. He, he's definitely... Um, he is someone who liked the movie Licorice Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Even before I, you told me this stuff about James Young, about it being about his wife with a disease, I saw it as a plan. A play on symbolism or whatever. I don't have. I don't have all the words. <laughs> a play on symbolism about the Miss America pageant, like this dream, the a disease for which there is no cure. Like that's not about the. That's not about the Miss America. No, Joe. The Fernbarker. person who's the Miss America is about the society. Yeah, the people. We live in a society. The, <laughs> <laughs> the people watching. Yeah, I mean if. If that's what you think it is, I mean, this dude just had, like, uh, <laughs> this dude just had. He has impotence. No, he has a, th- a thesaurus in the dictionary, mm. and he's, just, like, misogynistic misdirection. Come on, you're just trying to use alliteration and yeah. 
like words with over seven letters. He had the first typewriter that you could right click and hit synonyms. <laughs> Dennis DeYoung <laughs> responded on his website. It's his ignorant and malicious evaluation of the song's lyrical content that enrages. I witnessed firsthand the agony and feeling of helplessness he endured. James, James Young. Young. James Young endured. Thanks, Dennis. So, wow. I mean, that was deep. Yeah, I, I, I'm finding out all, most stick songs have a deeper meaning. Hey, they're deep. They're deep bands. They're deeper than we, any of us knew. I'm like, Miss America, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny about the Miss America pageant. And, like, Joe Fernbacher's like, it's about uh, patriarchy. <laughs> but meanwhile, James Young is like, no, it's about my wife who has a disease, you asshole. Well, <laughs> Joe Fernbacher didn't quite get it. Let's see what the... Uh, I'm excited. The community yeah. thinks of the song. I love community. Eagle 73. One of the best guitar riffs in the world history, regardless of how many people have heard it. <laughs> Eagle 73 <laughs> has a PhD in negging. <laughs> Do you... Do you think, like, to have the best in the world, like, a lot of people need to have seen <laughs> That's it? what Eagle 73 thinks. I mean, is that just, like... To him, the best in the world is, like, everybody's heard it. <laughs> yeah. The like, best song in the world is Michael Jackson Thriller. Yeah. All the guitar riffs in that song. Billy says, I remember being on my way to school in 1979 in my 78 black Camaro. Damn, it's... Parents must have been rich. Yeah. Smoking on a number. <laughs> Which one? Four? <laughs> Wait. Smoking on a number and cranking up my Craig. <laughs> <laughs> my dad? <laughs> I can't figure out what this Wait. is. Cranking Get up my mic. Craig power play with the power booster. Is Craig like a type of radio? Or is it a typo? Oh, yeah, maybe. Smoking on a number and cranking up my Craig power play with a power booster. Listening to bands like Zeppelin, Skinner, Bad Company, Foghat, and one of my favorites, Sticks. Yeah, I have no idea I'm what... Googling, uh... I'm Googling Craig power play. Okay. Uh... It's going to be like a high school kid playing basketball. <laughs> no, it's going to be a high school kid... Playing hockey when the uh, another player oh, is in the penalty box. Yeah, Craig Power Play Car Stereo. Oh wow! Oh my God, we're so young that we don't know what yeah. that is. <laughs> Sorry, Billy, you're old. No, I'm gonna have nostalgia. I wish I could crank up my Craig. I wish I had a Craig to crank. <laughs> I never got to crank my Craig. Damn these MP3 players. <laughs> I didn't grow up with a Craig. Oh, wow. They even had like eight tracks, amplifier. All these people had to do was buy a Craig PowerPlay in dash system, cassette or eight track, and Craig throws in a pair of PowerPlay speakers for free. Damn. Okay, let's, 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 okay, let's okay. get back to Billy's. Come hey, on, Billy. Thank you for teaching us a lesson, Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Billy. Cranking up my Craig power play with a power booster. Listening to bands like Zeppelin, Skinner, Bad Company, Fog Hat, and one of my favorites, Styx. And you probably wouldn't believe my favorite song by Styx was Miss America. I wouldn't. I seen these cats at the old Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
so many times I can't remember. Back then, most of these shows were $6, and that was with usually two more bands. <laughs> like, every concert ever. Okay. <laughs> every, every person that went in probably had an ounce on them. I know I did. Plus a pint of George Dickey white label. Job papers were a quarter, and Marlboro's were about 75 cents. Good old days for sure, my friend. <laughs> Honestly, he's right. That sounds sick as fuck. <laughs> what what's job paper? I'm guessing it's like uh joint? What you roll your weed in? Joint papers? Yeah, I guess. Like rolling papers. <laughs> or like it only costs a quarter to get a job. <laughs> wow. Like okay, yeah, to work legally or something? Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds sick as fuck. I wish yeah. I wish I could be you. Road King Rider. By the way, Road King Rider has a half American flag, half uh, rebel flag avatar. Mm, what a rebel. What a rebel Road King Rider. This song kicks as hard now as it did the first time I heard it in 77. Still have this album on vinyl. The good old <laughs> days for sure. This shit they call music today doesn't compare to the classic rock music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. When real musicians played their own instruments and wrote their own songs and lyrics. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Road King Rider, he's a radio DJ somewhere, right? Oh, I don't know. Right? I mean, just where he says the 60s, 70s, and 80s, (laughs) and the fact that he capitalized classic rock. Music. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, guess what? When you were alive during that time, it wasn't called classic rock. It was just called rock. Is there any song that you remember hearing for the first time where you're like, you hear it now and you're like, this song slaps just as hard as when I heard it for the first time? Uh, yes, Seven Nation Army. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where were you? The, at a Best Buy. Oh. On the on the things? No, it was just oh. playing, and I was just like, oh, "What? Wow. Where's this coming from? What is it?" <laughs> now you hear it at like a <laughs> high school basketball game from the marching band, and, and you're it like, "It's harder than ever." <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> it's interesting how tastes and perceptions change with time. When this album came out, it instantly became my favorite Sticks album. But many years later, I'd say the Crystal Ball and Equinox have stood the test of time more than the Grand Illusion. Wrong. It's still a very good album, (laughs) but in contrast to the previous two LPs, it sounds overproduced, muddy, and more contrived. Parentheses. In my honest opinion, of course. (laughs) Hey, Derek, you're wrong. That's why you only have three likes. You're a dummy. That's why you wrote sticks with all caps. (laughs) And... Is sticks meant to be spelled with all caps? I don't know. I... I don't think so. That wasn't a thing until like 2005. When you could do all caps. When you like, when you had a shift button. They didn't have that back then. Yeah, they didn't. They just talked. Yeah. You know? I hate talking. They just talked and learned. Yeah. Rico Z says, they had quite a run. I was a 19-year-old in the Navy showing the flag, in quotes, show it, quote unquote, showing the flag in 1980. And sticks were at the height of their powers. <laughs> what a fun ride that was. What does it mean when you write showing the flag in quotes? 
Is that like like showing your dick? I think it just means like being patriotic. Oh, which which is like you might as well show your dick because you look dumb. (laughs) We're at the height of their powers. Like the sticks is like the Axis powers. (laughs) Like Led Zeppelin is the Allies or something. Maybe he means what a fun ride it was like being in Iran Contra running drugs. Oh. For the military? Uh, no, in nineteen eighty? That would have been Maybe. happening back then. I mean if you just he Maybe probably in, was like, in there he for was a few in, like, years. He was a nom. <laughs> I don't think he was a nom. He was a nom like <laughs> with like uh what's that what's that fire like? Uh Ancient Orange? No. What are you talking about? Fireball? No, where they shoot Napalm. Napalm. What a fun ride it was. <laughs> Shooting napalm. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting to go back to history school. I never was. Me too. Uh, Chris Damon. Three years ago. Uh, is this Matt Damon's younger brother, Chris? His cousin? No, it's older. Older brother, yeah. Chris. His mom is really disappointed in him. Cool. Another one of my favorite stick songs. Hearing this takes me right back to the fall of 1977. I remember starting 7th grade in August, and I went through a rough time for a while. This album, along with Kiss's Love Gun and Alive 2, BOC's Spectras, Queen's News of the World, UFO's Lights Out, ACDC, Let There Be Rock, Stars' Violation, Fog Hat Live, and Thin Lizzy's Bad Reputation got me through the rough patches. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot of rough patches based on the amount of albums you listed. Got me through the rough patches and let me see the light at the end of the tunnel was not an oncoming train. (laughs) Life got a lot better soon, but I credit these albums and this music for helping me keep it all together. I don't care what anybody says. Sticks kicked major ass. (laughs) Major ass. (laughs) Okay, do you think this is like one of those Instagram posts where it's like... Uh, um, hey, enter to win, but you have to go to this person's page and like it. Kisses Love Gun and Alive 2. And then, like, do you think on all these YouTube videos he commented the same thing? Yeah, or it's like a, uh, it's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. You go to all those albums and then you, like, win... Um, and like the first, pro- you win Project Greenlight. The first letter on all his YouTube comments spells out like Illuminati. <laughs> I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Lots of people are saying it. I don't care what anybody says. Sticks kicked major ass. Major ass. <laughs> Super Bulldog eighty one. <laughs> Is this you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, busted! Great song by Sticks. One of my top ten favorite. I wonder what did current or former Miss Americas had to say about this song. If they ever heard it, that is. Because you know Miss America, one thing they all have in common, they can't hear. They don't have good taste in music. That's the They can't thing. hear music. Triple A. Ah! <laughs> 96 likes on something. My dad smashed this 8-track when he came home and saw me rocking out when the grass hadn't been cut. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we all been there, buddy. We all been there. Your dad was 
not good. <laughs> I'm sorry, ah. Speaking of people who are not good, Michael Adler wrote, This is better than anything that Beyonce has done. Music is subjective, except when it comes to Beyonce. <laughs> it's just... It's just, there's no need to say that. Nobody's comparing, nobody's comparing them to. The funniest thing is that there's 315 likes. Yeah, hey, guess what? There's 315 racists on YouTube. You never (laughs) guess that. That's it. That's all. You never guess based on this picture that (laughs) Michael Adler would not like Beyonce, but would love sticks. J-Mac, one of the greatest guitarists from the 70s. No, all time! Go, J-Y! (laughs) Ha ha! Rex, my mom's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Rex, free tag. <laughs> a kick-ass song by Styx, a true classic. I wonder why J- Dennis DeYoung never, ever came for an appointment. I live only a few miles away, LOL. Cheers, Uncle Hexy the Whisk. <laughs> <laughs> the Whisk, Oh, but why did he never come for an appointment? What, are you a dental hygienist? What the hell? I tried to look him up and see if he was, and I couldn't find him. What if my dentist young never came for an appointment? I live only a few miles away. From where? Everyone only lives a few miles away from yeah. somewhere. From Dennis Young, do you know that he lives that close? That's Uncle creepy. Hex- Uncle Hexy the Whiskey. Uncle Hexy. Did you search Uncle Hexy the Wiz Kid? Uh, no, I didn't want to ruin my algorithm. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> Three Ballad Tomcat. <laughs> oh, yes, the 1970s. The greatest artists created their legacy the old-fashioned way. With talent. Not anymore. I'm not sure when the music died. I think around 1999 <laughs> or so. It was sick for a long time. Those great tunes live on forever. It is sad to realize how many of those musicians have gone to their final transition. (laughs) (laughs) What religion is that where it's like not called like they're dead? It's when they reach their final transition. Like Mormon. This is like fake deep. You know, it's like they're they're trying to write something that would get a hundred likes. And like people been like, yeah, man, you're telling it like it is. Instead, it was just like. Instead, he wrote like. It was sick for a long time, and people meant, thought he meant, it, like, it was sick for a long time. He's hey. like, I think it died in 1999. It was dying for a long time. To be fair, it was sick for a long time. Mm. Hey, music is music. I should write a YouTube comment saying that. Homie Star 77. <gasps> we used to play this album in my friend's cabin on Little Rock Lake in Rice, Minnesota back in the days. We would hang Bose 901 speakers outside and run it through an Optonica 1,000-watt receiver. The people across the lake would just get pissed. <laughs> Not because of the music. They're like, hey, man, why are you using that Optonica 1,000-watt receiver? You got to use a, a Craig, Craig Power yeah. Play. You're putting Bose 901 speakers outside? It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. We live on a lake. We act live like, in a society. Act like you have class. How dare you? Use your Craig power play. Yeah, this is why you Homie live in. Homie star. This is why you live in Rice, Minnesota, and not yeah, Pasta, live, Minnesota. You live in the name of a food. <laughs> Randy Trader <laughs> came out when I was in high school. That's when kids were cool. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> My school voted it best album of the year. 
I still listen to Castle Walls with headphones. <laughs> so is Randy Trader saying the song came out when he was in high school or he came out when he was in high school? <laughs> and he's just like commenting on this YouTube video to let everyone know, everyone know like, I came out when I was in high school. And That's that- when kids were cool. <laughs> Did your school have, like, best album of the year? No! That would have been kind of sick. Not at my school. It would have been, like, country me country sin. Me country is country. <laughs> you know, yours would have been, like, whatever, like, was, like, five years older. Like, uh, it would have been, like, Armageddon. You know it would have been, like, Armageddon soundtrack. That was, my, that was my prom song. He only listens to Castle Walls with headphones. How do you think he listens to the rest of them? Out and about. He came out when he was in high school. So that was six. A lot of uh, impassioned fans. Indeed. I feel like a lot of them might find themselves on the river sticks. Tadies. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I meant to ask you this during the show. Uh... If you were to hold a school hostage and demand a radio station play a song, what uh, would you demand? I mean, if it had to be limited to stick songs, I'd probably pick mm, Blue Collar Man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what's wrong with society. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to take hostage. But I wouldn't ever do that. I would not ever do that. Yeah, parody. Uh, I would probably do uh, Miss America because they're not playing that on the radio. They're always playing these other songs. Hey, play this song on the radio instead. It's better. No. Come on, please. No. Pow. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's the show. Um, we'll be. Thanks for tuning in. That was me tuning my guitar. Thanks for tuning in. Next week we'll be. Uh, Doing it again with Vince's first concert. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's Madonna. Madonna was my first concert, and I have a very special story to share when we get there. Wow, I can't wait to hear it. But that's next week. Ah, I have to wait for next week. (laughs) So until then, I'm Vince. I'm Sammers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.